It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Happy Monday, everybody. Today, Josh and I are taking a trip down memory lane and talking about the time that I was accused of performing acupuncture. And spoiler alert, the accuser did not have a case, but there was a lesson learned with this experience, and that lesson is Big Brother's watching. Not to sound paranoid, but there are other professions that are champing at the bit for you to mess up. And I wasn't doing acupuncture, I wasn't following acupoints or using terminology based on traditional Chinese medicine that I'm not qualified for. Never have, never will. But if I did, not only would I have been screwed, but there would have been a ripple effect that would have screwed it up for my colleagues as well. Case in point, this happened a few years ago in Washington State. There was a group of physical therapists that taught dry needling, still does, and they were posting pics of acupoints on the internet. And this was instant ammo for their acupuncture board. And now the PTs in that state have had some restrictions placed on them. So if you're out there listening, be smart, stay in your lane, and don't mess it up for the rest of us. All right, enough of that. If you enjoyed the episode, tell your friends and family to listen. Tell your patients and your clients to subscribe as well. And let's keep those five-star reviews coming on iTunes. We appreciate that. Now enjoy the episode. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. We're so excited you decided to join us today. Brandon, how are you, man? I'm doing well. We are actually at, at your lunch break at your yeah. first spring edition in the clinic. How's it going so far? Man, it has been so much fun. Uh, the feedback thus far has been great. Uh, of course, we'll we'll get our feedback forms after the fact, and those are, those are are great. We really want honest feedback from everybody since this is the first time we've done this one. And and you know, from what I've gotten so far, a lot of the information is really new for people. I had, you know, one of our PTs that's a, a buddy of ours that traveled in. Um, he's actually the farthest person away. I think he was like seven or eight hour drive. Um, he uh, he said, you know, yesterday's content, you know, it's like 90% of it was new to him, um, which is awesome. You know, that's the whole goal of the course is to be able to provide some some new information or at least be able to take some information that they might have been might have heard of and then you know talk more about how we apply it and and specifically to the clinic setting and so um, getting that kind of feedback is great you know we want to be giving them these these new things so that way they can take something away so Monday morning when they have a you know they have patients that walk in the door they can implement some of these things and so we tried to structure it that way and thus far it seems that's that's what we're getting out of it so um, the last part of the clinic today is uh, about conditioning you know and that's an area where it's like whoa uh, conditioning energy system training like PTs talking about that stuff but you know as we talk about we're really going to be you know these these really holistic providers that can can treat the whole person you know we have to look at like okay what's that person's goal what are they trying to accomplish and how do I help them get there and that includes 
energy system training and conditioning and at least having a basic working knowledge to help someone or to evaluate what they've been doing to help them at least you know steer them in the right direction so uh, it's going to really be a fun afternoon that's outstanding because i know that was really the main intent of the course was to really make sure that we're not just providing redundant information and with someone saying 90 percent is new that, that's yeah. huge i mean huge. that reminds me like this week we actually started teaching our, our foundations physical therapy course. It's a main master class. We teach undergrads every year, Jim, myself, and we have a bunch of guest lecturers. Like you have like your military PT that comes in, your PE, so on and so forth. And there's questions to ask every year. So, you know, everybody in the class pretty much wants to go into physical therapy school or, or you know, something like that. And so every year when I get to the lecture, we're talking about musculoskeletal. There's a section in the textbook where we're talking about modalities and things like that. So, always ask, raise your hand if you've ever been in a clinic where the therapist has used therapeutic ultrasound. And this year it's down to four, which is like the best. Nice. It's very, very small. Percentage. <laughs> so, you know, I go into like, you know, my same jokes I recycle every year. Good ultrasound is like good jazz music. It doesn't exist. And reference studies about how ultrasound works just as well. Machines turned off that kind of thing too. Cause I want to, you know, make sure that these people actually take this out into the world, but circle back around. It, it's, it's, good and bad you know it's bad that people are still getting exposed to some of this antiquated stuff but it's good that it seems to be less and less each year so i think that this course is very very timely to sort of bridge that gap i think that quote that you around a lot yeah man and i think that the one of my favorite parts too is we tried to while it wasn't a huge focus of the course um we, we we've really incorporated a lot of movement work in here and learning how to coach movement and that is something that's amazing too i asked the question before we got into some of the movement breakouts was who in here learned how to squat and how to teach a squat in PT school and no one raised their hand. And that to me is, is honestly, it's a little saddening. And, and uh, I, I don't necessarily blame PT schools for that necessarily because their job is to help you pass that exam. I mean, that's, I'm in the heat of studying for comps and preparing for boards and that kind of stuff. And so like, that's what PT school is for, but it, it would really be great if we could find ways for this to, you know, this kind of stuff to be incorporated into curriculums. And until it is, it's going to take things like this, where we went over these continuums, a squat continuum, a hinge continuum, push, pull, single leg or split stance work, um, and carries where, where we talked about how do you, you know, how do you coach these movements? And then how do you make them more hip dominant, more ankle or knee dominant, how, you know, along these continuums. So that way you can keep the person moving when they aren't able to do that, that specific variation, you got to have you know tools in your toolbox to go different ways. And, and, you know, people aren't, we're, we're not even being taught how to teach a squat and we're supposed to be movement experts. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I think that, you know, that component, while we didn't think it was going to be a huge part of the course, because we have so many other things like, understanding sets, reps, reps, tempo, rest, um, neuromuscular efficiency, periodization, progression, skill development, all these different other things that we wanted to touch, specifics like tendon loading and, and load monitoring. But the movement piece ended up being huge, man. No, that's, that's great. I mean, I think that we're, we're realizing that PT school is just like anything else in life. You're going to get what you put into it. So you can't really rely on the formal education system to make you well-rounded. So any students, any physical therapists, any coaches out there listening, you know, I hope, hope you're all hungry to learn. And this is a, a really good resource to continue to get some really applicable, actionable, actionable information. Yeah, man, we were so excited at how this first one came out. And of course, have a bunch of notes on what we want to do uh, to keep it progressing, right? There's always going to be tinkering. I think that's great. And, and as more and more literature and things are coming out, we're just going to keep adjusting it and adapting it. And, and, and hopefully it just keeps progressing along with, uh, you know, the, what the evidence says. And so uh, we're, we're pumped, man. But uh, I think we probably need to get into the, to today's topic, man. What are we talking about today? 
So I thought we would talk about that time that I got a formal complaint filed against me by an acupuncturist, accusing me of doing acupuncture. This was, this was back in 2015, man. It's been a while, but it's, it's a funny story now. It wasn't funny for the first 10 minutes of that whole investigation, which was literally a phone call. Um, but I guess, yeah, we'll get right into it. So basically, this was just a, a random afternoon. I get a phone call, and this is investigator John Smith. I can't remember his name. And he says, I just want to let you know that you have a formal complaint filed against you by an acupuncturist who is accusing you of doing acupuncture. And he kind of laughed when he said that. And, he, and I was like, I imagine this stuff is probably happening left and right. He's like, yeah, apparently this person, you know, went on the internet and he found as many physical therapists as he could doing dry needling and has filed complaints against them. Basically, what I need you to do is just send me some information that you've had some kind of training, some kind of certification. I was like, sure, that's fine. So, you know, basically just texted on photos of my yeah. certification investigation over. However, I wanted to know more, right? Mm -hmm. So what I had to do was, was dealing with LLR. You actually had to file a, a FOIA, Freedom Information Act request. Um, so I had to look up how to do that. My first experience with that arm of the government. And so I submitted that and I got this person's, you know, entire basically three page complaint. And what happened was, Back then, I had a cash-based practice, and so as a, as a cash-based business owner, any business owner, you know, we're, we're cheap, right? So I was using YouTube. I was using social media to market a lot, and I had a YouTube video of a patient who had needles with e-stem in his upper trap and a cervical spine, paraspinals, and had a little description about it. It was a quick video. It was probably like 15 seconds, and what this person did was actually reference that video, put up a link to it, and kind of went into this really long description about how... I was um, performing acupuncture, how this was outside of my scope, and a bunch of things about safety. But the guy kind of shot himself in the foot because, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that the needles were in the patient's upper trapezius. And he said multiple times, because it wasn't a typo, that I had put needles into this patient's trapezium, right? So if you're not familiar with your anatomy, the trapezium is actually a bone in the wrist. It's a carpal bone, right? Mm -hmm trapezius, that, that muscle, everybody knows about traps, everybody has to do shrugs and deadlifts for that. So he went on about to talk about how the trapezium is you know, close to the lung and how I could you know, puncture this patient's lung and, and on, so on and so forth and this kind of thing. And I had to respond back. You know, I couldn't just let that fly because you know, I felt like you know, my, my safety was challenged, that kind of thing. So it's pretty simple. It's like, clearly this person doesn't know their anatomy, you know, because there's, there's not a wrist anywhere near this video. The needles are in this patient's cervical paraspinals near the shoulder, this kind of thing too. I don't see a wrist anywhere. I went back and looked at the video, reviewed it. Again, no wrist, that kind of thing. Very tongue in cheek and stuff like that. But that actually, that actually um, went somewhere because I had to question that person's safety. Again, if they can't tell the difference between a trapezius and a trapezium, I know I'm rambling here, but the point is circling back around to in South Carolina, acupuncturists don't have their own board. They're part of the medical board. And because of that person's complaint, and it wasn't just me, it was a lot of other therapists that he did not have a case against. Acupuncturists are not allowed to have meetings anymore like they used to back in 2015, because this guy pretty much screwed it up for the entire profession in the state. Wow. Um, I knew that this had happened vaguely. Like I remember you telling me a little bit about it, um, but I didn't know the details. Um, that's crazy, man. That's, that's incredible. Um, and, uh, <laughs> dude, that's, that's pretty funny too about the anatomy, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, we've illustrated on here before. Um, but you know, dry needling and acupuncture are maybe the same needles, 
but used differently for different reasons, different purposes, how we're framing it, what we're, what we're trying to accomplish. So maybe we talk a little bit about what are some of the, the differences, just off the top of your head. Yeah, I mean, basically, I, this is the most common question that I get, that you'll get if you're a therapist that does dry needling. What's the difference between dry needling and acupuncture? And I, I start with the similarities. You know, these needles are acupuncture needles. When I go into my equipment supplier's website, there are there's no such thing as dry needling needles. They are acupuncture needles. So I could see where acupuncturists could have a case with that. Um, you know, I definitely agree with that. But the difference is essentially the methodology. So traditionally and there are a tons of different types of acupuncture but acupuncture is based on traditional chinese medicine so they're trying to follow things like meridians chi yin and yang so on and so forth and that's stuff that i have tremendous respect for i've seen it work for a lot of things that i can't explain but it's not what i'm trained in and it's not what we do dry needling i would say is more based on a western based approach so you know, we know our anatomy. If you went to a good PT school, you had cadaver dissection, and we know where we're sticking these needles. We know, more importantly, where we're not sticking these needles, you know, avoiding lungs. That was referenced in that complaint. And we have a general idea about some things that happen to the nervous system, to the brain, based off of functional MRIs. So those MRIs you may have seen before where parts of the brain light up and you do some kind of a treatment. Uh, we have a general idea of what happens to tissue whenever you insert a needle near a tendon or in a muscle belly, things like that, some of the healing effects. Um, things that happen to local blood draws in that area in terms of changes in pH and acidity, things like that. So that's basically how I, how I, you know, say it in a nutshell as we're talking Eastern medicine versus Western medicine. There's definitely more to it. And and talking about respect for acupuncturists, I think it's really, really cool that acupuncturists figured out thousands of years ago before we had all this modern technology that there are certain spots in the body that you can hit. Like there's a really famous, really common area in the hand and it's been shown that that lights up certain areas of the brain more so than others. And they figured that out a long, long time ago. So it's definitely, definitely works. We can't explain why, but there's a lot of things we do that we can't explain why too. No, I think that was perfect. That was a nice uh, succinct definition really quick. Let people understand there, you know, there is, there are some similarities, especially in the equipment used, but we're, we're doing different things and we have different goals in mind and we're, and we're using different methodology. But, um, yeah, man, that's a that's a that's an interesting complaint. Have you um, do you know is that is that individual still practicing in the area as far as you know? Well, so the thing about it is it was anonymous, right? So they had to redact the person's identifying information. I have a general idea because people talk and people <laughs> talk a lot in this town. But I mean, it's been it's been four years, so you know, I've let it go. <laughs> well, you know what else talking about this reminds me of? Almost completely forgot about this. This guy had like two or three paragraphs claiming that because I had electricity hooked up to my needles, and I did, we do it all the time. I'm sure he does it too. But because I had e-stem hooked up, it would have caused the needles to heat up, melt the plastic handles, and burn my patient. Do you know how far this guy was reaching to put my safety into question? I mean, first of all, his claim was impossible, but between this guy's clear lack of knowledge on electricity, human anatomy, I'm questioning whether or not this guy's even qualified to make me a sandwich, much less put needles into another human being. Man, that's <laughs> that's interesting, dude. It does seem like there was a little bit of stretching going on to try to make this claim. Um, but, you know, I guess if you're you're worried about uh, someone infringing on what you're doing and maybe losing business, you, you sometimes reach for the stars, I guess. Yeah, people don't care, so it hits them in the pocket. Let it go. Yep. <laughs> Gives us good material for the podcast. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, again, we thank you for tuning in. Keeping this one short and sweet on our lunch break this uh, during this course. Um, if you want to you know, come to a future course, we are planning out dates in the future. If you're interested in hosting, don't hesitate to reach out. We're trying to figure that out for the rest of 2019 and into 2020. 
Um, but as always, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, give us a five-star rating. We really appreciate it. We're approaching that hundred reviews and we really want to hit 100. Um, we can't thank you enough if you've already done it. It is how we reach more people. It's also a great place to leave a comment or a question for a topic of a future episode. Again, we thank you for tuning in. Have a great week and we'll catch you next Monday. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.